What's up, bookworms? It's your host, Stevie. And it is birthday. Monday. It is Stevie's birthday. Welcome, everybody, to another lovely episode of Bookshelf Boyfriends Podcast, hosted by Stevie and myself, and it is Stevie's birthday. Also, I'm working on my commentary voice, so I'm going to need everybody to let me know if I sound... hockey fans out there. Yeah, if you're a hockey fan, I want somebody to tell me if I could be a hockey commentator because I've literally I have these I have this headset on and it looks like I'm I'm sitting up there and I'm getting ready to comment on like a Boston Bruins game. Also, if you're a Flyers fan, I apologize for that absolute slaughter your team went through yesterday. I apologize. I I know Pasta did not have to pop off like that. I know it. But they played Barbie Girl in the locker room, and Barbie Girl just does something for him. So I apologize. But as we we're saying, it's Stevie's birthday! Yay, Stevie! I'm officially old. You're not old. Yeah, okay. You're not. So on this, you can't lovely- read this out loud, but you have to read it. <laughs> OMG. <laughs> so. Um, it is Stevie's birthday, and we also have a special guest this evening. It's One of my favorite ever- people. Yes. I have personally not read this author yet. I'm excited to read this author. Um, but Fun as story. people know. Fun story. I gifted you this for finishing your fourth book. You did. You did. Not my first book. My your last fourth one. book. I said the your fourth, fourth book. One. Oh, yeah. I, as people know, I have been, when I start writing, they can't really read anything else and I've started writing again and this book is going to take like my entire brain to kind of compile because it's just such a I think it's an outside of the box concept so I'm excited to kind of get started with that so I haven't been like reading a lot but if you have any good book recommendations please send them my way and I will add them to my ever-growing TBR. Stevie what's going on for you in the book world over there girlfriend? I'm taking selfie, selfies for just a second, sorry. Um, in case anybody doesn't know, Snapchat gives you a free filter on your birthday. How cute. For, 20, for 24 hours, so I had to do it. Um, let's see. Tia Louise released Twist of Fate today, which was mm. a really good book, guys. That was a, um, it was told over a span of four years. Um, starting with Daisy and Scout met when they were younger. Girlfart mm-hmm. ran into each other again. Had one hot week. And then four years later, he's back and Daisy is in tow with a little three-year-old. Oh, nice. So, shocker. Um, let's see. Alex Grayson is finally releasing part two of her series that she releases the novella last month um the new book is called everlast it's full length it's um it's super good it's about one couple the first novella was about how they met and how they grew up and how they fell in love in their wedding and this one is about them married yeah children and the struggles and things that happened um let's see our really good friends, Piper Rain, are releasing a brand new book tomorrow. Well, when you guys hear this, it'll be today, so make sure you go get that. 
mm-hmm. um, my beautiful neighbor, which is the Green family. I don't know if anybody's read the Bailey series, you would recognize the Green family from being in the Bailey series. Um, we did make a well, and then MJ over there is releasing book four. I am in Thursday. T minus three days. I shall be releasing book four of the Fury series. And I literally could not be more excited. Um, I'm nervous. I'm excited. I have all like the butterflies, all that stuff. And I'm also excited because the project that I'm working on now, which will be a standalone. And if you read, also Stevie doesn't even know this. If you read um, ARCs when they went out, they did not have my acknowledgements, nor did they have the sneak peek of my next standalone which will be completely on its own before I kind of branch out and start a new series that I've been working on however you guys will be able to get to see what I'm working on next and I have like this giddy creative artsy feeling in my stomach that I feel like every author should have when they're starting a book and like I just know that this is just going to be an epic ride and I literally cannot wait to take you guys with me I'm going to need to buy a hard copy of this book just so I can read the acknowledgments there you go yes (laughs) And, and, and I mean, I'm excited for everybody to read uh, Blind Pass. I mean, honestly, Sophia and Emerson, I hope that they Their break your heart. Will break your heart, put you back together, and probably make you cry at the end. Exactly. I hope they break your heart and put you back together. And I know a lot of people, I want to, as this podcast, I want to say publicly that I know a lot of people were super, like, arc readers were like, oh, my God, it's the last book. And I like hit them with that out of nowhere. Um, However, I do want to let you guys know that this is the last book for the adults, but I do plan on doing a next gen. And if you read the extended epilogue that is in we'll kind of get a hint of it, you will get a hint of where everybody's going to fall. I've got ideas about exactly. Um, There'll be two uh, next gen books, and I think you can kind of figure it out once you get to the end. And then I'll be done with the Fury series entirely after that. But I just needed a little bit of a break from hockey. Been writing hockey for about eight months now, nine months. And hockey's just been on the brain. And I kind of want to branch out and do some different stuff. And I've got some excited stuff for you guys. I've got some dark romance. Hey, we also made a huge announcement on Sunday. Was it Sunday or Saturday that I made the announcement? I I don't even remember what day it was. Um, if you played any of the games on Saturday, I think it was Saturday, um, of our clues, which I had so much fun doing, by the way. I know, and you oh, were doing really so good at them. Fun. And then somebody finally got it, and I was not expecting it to happen with the one clue that I gave away, because mm-hmm. it's a it's her release that comes out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not expecting it to be caught on to that early. I thought I was going to have a couple more clues. And I thought I was going to have to give away knocking boots in order for somebody to catch on. To who yeah. it was. But um, we announced that Willow Winters is joining us next month. Exciting, exciting, exciting. I cannot wait to talk to her. As She's a amazing. New York Times USA Today's best-selling author. Yeah. And the queen of dark romance on some stuff. Like, I mean, she's, she's, got, an ang- she's got some angsty books. Yep. I mean, also, I have Mer- I read Merciless, the series of Merciless and all that. And to uh, close out my portion of the intro, I want to give, I know that we talk a lot about like, I know that we talk a lot about like um, 
I don't want to say like fluff because I mean there we talk we talk to some very angsty authors. However, if you are in the market for some darker, edgier stuff, I have a few things that I think people would be interested in reading. Um, I don't know if anybody knows who VF Mason is, but she is incredible. She has a series um, of books about psychopaths that fall in love with people. However, it's the kind of psychopath that makes you be like, eh, he's not that bad. Like, like Dexter. Like Dexter, kind of. And it kind of like makes you like morally, you're kind of morally like, I know it's murder, but kind of. So there's, um, there's like psychopaths prey, arsons captive, like that kind of thing. And then there's also one, if you're looking for like a very, very alpha, gritty, nitty, dark hero, there's a book called The Land Where Sinners Atone. And it's really, really good. Um, also JT Gessinger has a book called Beautifully Cruel that I like recommend all the time, but I reread it a little bit ago. And so I wanted to re-recommend that. And, uh, yeah, so that's the dark recommendations from your friendly neighborhood scary person on this side. And so, yeah, um, that's about all for me. Stevie, do you have anything else before we get into what we're about to get into? Um, not really. So far, no. <laughs> all right, then. Not much I am going to... <laughs> I spent the day in my house on my birthday. That was about it. Listen, it's the COVID. And thank you to all the authors who messaged me this morning, because that was really sweet. I had so many messages this morning and comments on Facebook, because I'm friends with a lot of them on Facebook, too, and Mm -hmm. that was super sweet. Some of them sent really, and even some of them sent me birthday presents, which I did not need or want, (laughs) but it was very sweet of them. Well, it's because you're such a giving person. Everybody loves you. You deserve it. I'm working on your gifts now, but the f- the one that I need before I send anything to you is going to be a bit before it gets here. Everything in the so, whole world is taking forever. Right. I mean, look, like me and Alexis Winters were just talking about this because she sent me a package and she mailed it out and she's like, it's coming, it's coming. And I'm like, it's COVID. We're, we're, we're we like, get it things are happening and then she's like it's it says it's going to be there today and I was like no it's probably gonna come tomorrow because it snowed and it did come the next morning and I sent her a picture of it when I opened it and um we were just discussing how much mail like her parents didn't receive their Christmas presents till two weeks after Christmas oh wow yeah so it's definitely um quite the wait I come in now with the USPS and COVID and but hopefully things will change soon with the vaccines and yeah and wishing everybody healthy and happiness and all that good jazz however I'm gonna go ahead and read the biography the, the biography the introduction of our podcast guest that we have tonight um and I'm gonna go ahead and read that because listen the reading it when they're in front of me makes me so nervous I could literally vomit <laughs> Um, so yeah, and I'm afraid I'm always going to mess up. So we're just going to go ahead and read it prior to that. So Stevie, are you ready? Yes. All right. Lisa Suzanne is a romance author who resides in Arizona with her husband and two kids. She's a former high school English teacher and college composition instructor. When she's not chasing or cuddling her kids, she can be found working on her latest book or watching reruns of Friends. Cue the Friends intro. Right? (laughs) 
I feel so, like we should have something that says I'll be there for you, like right smack dab. We middle. can get copyrighted for that, so we can't do it. <laughs> Maybe we'll make our own version. Yes, we'll make our own. I'll be there for you. Don't mind me. Just MJ singing over here. But so without further ado, let's go on and go ahead and chat with Miss Lisa Suzanne. Welcome our very special guest, Miss Lisa Suzanne. Thank you so much Hi. for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here tonight. I love talking to authors. I swear. I think it's like my favorite thing in the whole world. I'm not even joking. This podcast was the best idea ever. I'm starting <laughs> to think it's like therapy. I know. I love talking to new people. I just like getting in other people's heads that like have other little imaginary friends that talk to them. So I don't <laughs> feel alone in the world. <laughs> I, <have those. laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. So it's like people like you should go to a mental institution. I'm like, no, there are other people who are this way. Yeah. <laughs> I am not the only one, yep. but Stevie is going to go ahead and jump right into questions about your book specifically, and okay. I am going to take the back seat on this one because like everybody on this podcast knows that I talk way too much anyways, so <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm trying to talk more. You've got this. You've got this. Got it. But also, I am the expert with these books. <laughs> <laughs> she talks yeah. about them all the time. She actually gifted these books to me. I love that finishing my fourth book and I was like you're the MVP you're the MVP and she was really surprised in your fourth book too that's awesome thank you so much I appreciate it and they're like the perfect genre for what I'm about to start doing next I just literally have to carve out time to do it <sighs> it's like how can I go from loving books and like reading books every single day of my life to writing books and never being able to read and I totally understand that. <laughs> it's the most frustrating thing in the whole world. All right, Stevie. All right. Do your thing. Now, MFB series spanned over six books. I think, yeah. right? Six books, correct? Okay. Um, what inspired you to write the series? Okay, so I published a book called Not Just Another Romance Novel in 2015. And um, Dax, the lead singer of um, MFB, my favorite band, is... Um, in that book. So, so the premise of that book, it's a rom-com and our main character um, is doing, getting her master's degree. And she decides she wants to try dating all the different types of book boyfriends to see who will lead her to her happy ending. And so Dax is the rock star of that book. And this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) You gotta read it. (laughs) And actually this is, this is the great part of that book. My husband came up with the concept of it and he came up with the title of it. And he's like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to write this book. And I did, and I had so much fun writing it. And so it, it really took me a couple of years before I wrote the spinoff, mm-hmm. um, which was Dax's book, Take My Heart. Um, so spoiler alert that he doesn't get chosen in the end of that book, but he's one of the candidates that she dates. And I just loved him so much that I he had to get his happy ending. And so that's what inspired me to start with his book. And then as I wrote his book and I got to know the other band members, I was like, well, wait, Brody needs a book too. And Adam <laughs> needs a book and they all ended up needing books. So that's where the inspiration came from. Yeah, I'd love it's that. Not another romance thing now. Listen, lady, um, this is amazing. Why is this literally like the book of our podcast? Because it's literally our whole podcast is like the different, it's called Bookshelf Boyfriends. So it's yep. like, the boy oh that's so cool I love it please tell me there's like a motorcycle bad boy or something like that um gosh you're like testing my memory here on this one. sorry I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no I'm all rock stars now. and now I'm moving into sports romance but there is I 
can't remember. I don't think there's an MC guy in it, but there's um there's the Delphi, you know, the dad. I <laughs> And yes. there's, yeah, there's a little bit of everything. I love a good deal. See, All I right. like that it spanned over one book because uh, even though I love Jillian Dodd and I love her series, Kitty Valentine, mm-hmm. literally she has a book for every single one. And I'm like, oh, I'll when is this going to end? <laughs> it also <laughs> reminds me a little bit ending. of, um, oh, B.B. Easton. She wrote uh, 44 chapters about four men or something like that. And then so she wrote the whole book in one and then she broke it up into four different books about each guy and I was like this is the most amazing thing I've ever read in my life <laughs> this is amazing but yeah so I, I love that and write all the other guys that Piper that's the main character in that book maybe mm-hmm. I need to go back and write all the ones she doesn't end up with oh my god I I'm like that idea that would I'm be here a great for idea. It. I'm here for it I would so, read it I would as well I might do so it. since we saw Dax and Kylie Brody and Zoe Adam and Emily and then Amber and Rascal which was the fifth Fifth book. Fourth. Yeah. Because yeah, sixth fifth was um Kane's story. So what led you to write Kane's story? So Kane's story is a love triangle. And throughout the whole series, he is um with this same woman that he's been with for seven years. And we get to his book, and all of a sudden we're seeing some trouble in paradise. And so I mean you'll have to read it to find out who he ends up with and how that all goes. Um, but he is very torn between this new woman who's suddenly in his life because uh, all the guys in his band are kind of growing up and they're getting married and having kids and moving on with their life to the next step. And he's been with this girl, Sierra, for a long time. And he's like, I don't, you know, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want what everyone else in my band has. And, and then he, um, they take like a temporary hiatus, MFB, uh, while they're having their babies and getting married and mm-hmm. stuff. And he starts playing temporarily with another band. You and- play. You pulled a One Direction on me. Don't do me like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me like that. Don't tell me you're going to hiatus for a year and then never come back. <laughs> and then he, um, so Ruby is the main, like the lead singer of this band. And so now he's torn between Sierra, who he's been with for seven years, and this new woman who really caught his attention and he was not expecting. So I love, I love triangles. It's literally the definition of a man will not be the man he needs to be until he meets the right woman. Like, period. Like, and that sucks, but it's the truth. And it sucks. Isn't that what romance is? Yes. Yeah. It sucks when you're the girl before, but (laughs) it's okay. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the reason I like love triangles like that so much is I feel like girls can relate to both characters, you know? Like yeah. you can, whoever he ends up with, you can relate to both the girl that doesn't get him and the girl that does get him because everybody right. oh. has had the boy that you are like in love with him and he is just not in it for you. And then the next girl he dates, he marries that girl. And I'm like, <laughs> God, I want to punch you in the face right now. Yeah. But yeah, it's relatable. And I, I will say of the series, that's the one that I got the most uh, critical feedback. We'll call it, we'll say the nice yeah. way, right? Like people weren't happy, but with with who he ends up with. But either way, when there's a love triangle, someone's going to get left someone's out. Someone's going to be pissed off that they don't get one of them. Right. Like, it's a difficult thing about love triangles. The other. Yeah, it's a difficult thing about love triangles. But I yeah. love them. I don't even care. That's, I don't even care. But that's what, like, Kay Lind is about to, tomorrow, she's releasing Hold the Forevers, which is a love triangle. And people are pissed at who that's who Lila ends up with 
And I'm like, did you not read it? Because in the beginning of it, you can clearly see who she's going to pick. Yeah, like, you know, right? I love a good love triangle. But see, that's the thing. When I read a love triangle book, I, I don't want to know who she's going to end up with until, like, we are there at the end. And yeah. I know a lot of people are very opposite of me. They're like, oh, they want to have one clear winner so that the other one doesn't, it doesn't feel like a back and forth. I'm like, no. I love the angst. Me like, too. I live the angst. I need that, yeah. And I read the Shatter Me series, and I cannot say her name to save my life, but it's like Tara Mahaffey or something of that nature. It's a three-book series, and it's a love triangle against, like, a villain and a good guy. And you genuinely do not know who she picks until the last book. And I was like, this is the best. I love yeah, this so that's much. That's why a lot of people didn't like Thoughtless by S.C. Stevens, because the first book was a love triangle. I thought you were going to say Twilight. I was like, Stevie, get out of here. Everybody knew she was going to pick Edward. <laughs> I, I knew that from the a first brief day. mental yeah. breakdown that she had okay so let's <laughs> not even <laughs> <laughs> so the replacement war which is the last book that came prior to the kingsman group coming out um was gage and lexi who inspired this couple because they are my second favorite now <laughs> i don't know what yeah. it is about lexi i just like her a lot <laughs> yeah i like her too she's just fun which I don't really know who inspired the couple. I just knew um, I wasn't ready to be done with the band. And so that's why, I, that's where they kind of came from. And I don't, they just like took on a life of their own as I started writing them. And I had this idea of this like Motley Crue cover band guy who's kind of rough around the edges. But oh, that's you know, so hot. I know. And then he, he is so hot. And then, is it Nikki <laughs> Six? Is that who he is like impersonating? Yeah. Oh! Yes. oh god this is my dream yep <laughs> and this then he and then this him versus this kind of like really sweet innocent kind of country background girl you know and then they're competing for the same position but they don't know that they're competing for the same position so you know they meet and have this one night stand weekend or it's more than a one night stand it's a whole mm -hmm. weekend and they don't trade na last names or any you know personal details it's just this one weekend because they both know privately they're going off to this competition mm -hmm. and then um they, <laughs> they Listen, same house my, against each other my dad is always complaining when i was in high school that i dated bad boys and i was like you raised me on motley crew and def leppard and led zeppelin what did you expect i was raised on Metallica. yep <laughs> what did you expect dad when tommy lee looked the way he did what did right. you expect I was in love so, with that man when I was like seven. And I know. Exactly. At like seven, you ruined good guys for me. You ruined <laughs> it. So it's your fault, not mine. Your fault. Yeah, I, I love, love that. That's what I loved. Like, I literally felt like the, this band was real. Like, if I could buy their CD, <laughs> I would. But that's because that. they, they were written so well that you, like, felt like you were smack oh. dab in the middle of watching them play every day. <laughs> Thank you. Um. I want their I want their album. <laughs> right. I need their merch. I need just everything that involves them. I was a warp tour kid when I was growing up, so band merch was like everything. <laughs> so of course, even now I want all, all of it. I can um, So have you thought about giving the MFB characters a next generation series? You know, I've I have thought about it, but I've never done that. So my first real, I've, I've had other rock stars actually before, but my first like band that kind of um, put me in the category of rock star author was Veil. So that's my A Little Like Destiny series. Mm -hmm. And um, 
eventually the lead singer of Vale opens up a record label, which is Ashmark Records. And that's who MFB is signed to. And it's also who um, Capital Kingsman is signed to. And so that, that's kind of where it all starts and they all kind of come down from there. And so I just have all these ideas for these different bands that are um, signed to the label. So maybe eventually I might get to um, like the next generation. Mm-hmm. But for now, I, I'm excited to stick with the, the current generation. Like I'm not ready to let go of Mark Ashton Hunter. I could totally see the little Dex and Kylie running around with Adam and Emily's baby that was born in the series. And that would be fun to watch. Yes. I yes. love Nick. I thought about that. And I don't, I, it may happen sometime. I always say never say never. So. um now this is a question i've seen a i've seen a lot of and i don't i'm really excited to ask this where did the my favorite being come from because i thought when stevie was telling me about these books right i genuinely thought when she's telling me she was like oh it's this band it's my favorite band and i was like cool but like what's the band name and she was like no it's my favorite band that's exactly why i named them that so it's it goes back to that not just another romance novel and um they're they go by mfb and so mm-hmm. the main character is like what does that stand for you know my fourth beer and there's all these different things that they say it might stand for um and so initially i don't like it, it talks about this in the series but initially um the ki- they were in junior high when they first um formed their band Mm-hmm. And one of them had gotten detention that day from, I forget, I forget her name. I think it was Fenwick or something like that. And so they were saying like MFB, Mrs. Fenwick's a bitch or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. So, you know, and then the mom asked like, oh, what does MFB stand for? And one of them said, my favorite band. So, you know, when you go to a show, you can say, oh, I'm going to see my favorite band. And so that's where. But really, it's an inside back- joke about yeah. how I got detention. Yeah. I love that. Obsessed. That's insane. I love that. (laughs) Now we get to the good one because I have, I'm getting ready to start these books tonight because I got the first two already is the Vegas Aces, which there it is. Hot covers. Right? That's what I'm telling you. These covers were really good. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I love these. I love football. (laughs) I love a footballer. Yeah. I'm foraying into the sports world after. Um, and how was that? Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. So, I, I mean, this was inspired because I'm sitting watching football and I'm like, okay, I'm going to write a book about these hot guys and their football pants. So, <laughs> yes, and their football and they're pants. All, they're all novellas, correct? They're, um, they are technically novel length. They're just short, like they're right yeah. around 40,000 words all of them oh, cool. so yeah. oh, okay so quick reads i love sports romance that's literally what i write at the moment um i wrote, so I wrote a, so far i am writing i wrote a hockey series that i just wrapped up and and i'm moving on to something different however the thing i love sports romance but when i tell people that i write sports romance they're like oh you write rom-com and i'm like i'm not funny <laughs> i was like please do not read the it's book. really funny that you say that because this this first book is totally a rom-com. It is um, our main character Ellie is just mm-hmm. a hot mess and it it's fun like I was laughing while I'm writing it 
And so I can't be funny. I'm so impressed. (laughs) When I first started this series, my goal was to do a rom-com series with cliffhangers because I can't Mm -hmm. think of any rom-com series that have cliffhangers, right? Yeah, that is true. I couldn't even think of that. Yeah, they're like standalones within a series. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be the first one who does this. And so I started writing it and it was like the first book, totally funny. But then like, you can't sustain a rom-com through all five books. So it starts off rom-com and there are still total rom-com moments all through the whole series. But because she's always going to be a hot mess, it's Ellie. Yeah. um, You know, but it does like, you get the classic Lisa Suzanne angst that you read about in the MFB series. Um, I just genuinely am not funny. I want to be funny, but I cannot. You're making me laugh. I will never. And see, that's the thing is everybody's like, oh, you're real for funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm funny as I like talk to you. But like my characters are not funny people. Okay. They're just, it's just not we, who they are. We literally just had this conversation when we found out we hit number 14 in Panama. And I'm yeah. like, who was listening from another country? Because we are for not real. funny. I'm not, I'm not that funny. <laughs> we are but not I mean, entertaining, but apparently we are to some people. I think... Oh, thank you. I think that, uh, yeah, so when people are like, oh, you write sports romance, you like funny rom-com, and I'm like, please, God, do not read my stuff if you weren't <laughs> expecting it to make you laugh like Sarah and I makes people laugh, because that is not what is about to happen, and any and everybody who read Love and Hockey, right, like the first book and like I'd ever wrote, my debut novel, and when everybody read it, and they got when ARC reviews came out, everybody was like, I was expecting this to be a sports romance, funny and light. And it wasn't. And I was like, I told y'all, it's y'all's fault for not listening to what I said. Nobody listens. But yeah, so I love sports romance. I think surrounding love around sports is like my favorite thing in the whole world because it's what I grew up with. Like I grew up on a ball field. My dad played sports. He met every single one of his wives at the ball field he's got he's have been married three times and they've all been met at the softball field so love and sports have always went like hand in hand with me and so my grandparents like when we go hang out with my grandparents always about sports it does not matter what it is we'll watch cricket and argue about cricket we love hockey though oh yeah yeah go beast and so I yeah sports and romance I think is like one of the best combinations ever because just go so there's just something really sexy about men wearing tight clothing yeah that's true so yeah yeah, I'm glad you're liking the sports romance I'm excited to read this I'm gonna start it tonight now like I'm going to read it tonight I can't wait to hear what you think so what are your other plans for 2021 Okay, so um, I'm ambitious. So I have these, the Vegas Aces series is five books that I'm releasing in six weeks. Um, and then I have, um, I'm working on the second Capital Kingsman book now. And I'm actually, I finished writing it today. Like I have a little bit left in the bonus epilogue, but like it's done and it's a long one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so that's going to my editor soon. <laughs> once I tell her that I finished writing the book. Um, and once I let her know. <laughs> I love the Capital Kingsman ones too. Our Capital Kingsman, they're also a band as well, band. right? They're all yeah. signed to the same record label. Yeah. That's how Stevie it all on. started okay, cool. with Vale, which was the first series Got it. of books with Mark Ashton. I love a rock star. He owns the it. record label that MFB assigned to it and Capital Kingsman are assigned Got to it. Got it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So their series built off of the first one. I yeah. love that. Cool. 
And then I have um, another Capital Kingsman one in the works. Um, and I kind of came up with the concept the other day while I was in the shower. And so, <laughs> so I'm like typing it on my phone when I get out real quick so I don't forget. And uh, so I have that ready to go next. That's the next one I'm going to write. Um, and then I want to do at least one more before the end of the year, but I'm kind of debating between a couple of different possibilities because I'm, I'm interested in possibly spinoff of my Vegas Aces series. Um, but I also have another band where I've only, uh, re I released a duet um, for one of the band members and I want to get back to them too. So possibly rock stars, possibly more sports after that. This is literally me. This is my life. <laughs> I am so like 2021 is such a year of exploration for me. It's insane because yeah. I literally, I have no idea what I'm doing. The only thing I know what I'm doing right now is I'm doing a standalone that I am working on currently. I am for sure about However, after that, I have like eight different series ideas and I have no idea which one I want to start because they're all like, God, so so you'll figure it out. You'll see which one's speaking to you. Like this is, so I started publishing in 2013 and this will be my 30th book. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. God, I want to be at that point so bad. <laughs> you will. No, it's just going to take you a little bit to get there. Yeah. I mean, I've been I can doing get my life years, together. So, yeah. Eight years. Congratulations. Bucks. That's insane. Thank you. Thank you. Literally want to die thinking about not getting to that point of my life. Gosh. We'll All right. Well, now you can geek out because you can ask your writing questions. I know that's <laughs> yes. your favorite speaking of, portion. Speaking of the writing portion of this. Um, so when you, when did you first start, like, realize you wanted to be a writer? Like, when was, like, the moment that, did you read a book? Was it, like, that it hit you in the head randomly? Like, what was it? <laughs> I think I've always loved writing. I don't know. Yes. I've always loved making up stories. I can remember like, I don't know, middle school maybe. And I had my little yellow legal pads and I would jot down little stories, you know, and they were always, always love stories. Even my yeah. little high mind, they're like, oh, we have hands. And then um, it kind of morphed a little bit when I was in high school. I took creative writing and um, really enjoyed that class. And, and as a high school kid, you're like, I don't want to be in high school, right? I don't want to be doing this work. But it was like, yes, the class I really enjoyed and loved going to. And then I shouldn't be saying that since I taught high school English for 14 totally years. Totally okay. Um, and the then <laughs> I same started, um, you just know, they're all thinking it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, right, 14 years of teaching, I have a lot of experience with what they were saying. <laughs> And then um, I remember when I was in college too, like writing on yellow legal pads, my stories and stuff. And I actually still have a lot of those. And like the first book I ever published, I have the entire thing written on a yellow legal pad. So I don't know. I've just always loved writing. Oh my God, that's insane. Yeah. A whole book on a yellow legal pad. Oh no. See now I used to write, so I used to have, um, I would literally, I'm not even, this is so embarrassing. I would literally go to like the dollar store and get like the dollar like notebooks or whatever, real cheap ones that never yeah. stayed together. And I used to be able to, I mean, I would write and write and write and I would, could do it. And now, oh my God, if I, somebody asked me, they were like, you'll never be able to write another book again, unless you do it with pen and paper, I'd be like, I'm yeah. shit out of luck, shit nope. out of luck. I'm done yeah. being an author, can't do it anymore. Because I think I'm just spoiled now that I have a computer. Yeah. And I'll jot some random stuff down on like a sticky note, but to write a full length novel on a piece of paper, I would die. Yeah. I would die. There's no way. Mm -hmm. 
not anymore. Absolutely not <laughs> happening for me. So, are you a pantser or are you a plotter? Or are you somewhere in the middle? Uh, so, this is funny. I used to totally be a pantser, right? Mm-hmm. Total pantser. Um, and then I, I heard this term in um, Alessandra Tori's writer's group, a panty liner. So, <laughs> like, where you're... <laughs> it's me! Yeah. You're a, a pantser, but you kind of jot down some notes and stuff to fit your analysis. I'm a panty But now I've transitioned again, and I'm a total outliner. So yeah. I just read Romancing the Beat and mm-hmm. literally, like, created my own template off of what she said in that book, and it has been life-changing. <laughs> like, I like I can pump out my books so much faster now that as, yeah. as long as I have my direction and I know where the book's going, I can write really, really fast which I need to because I have two little kids. So I, my windows of writing time are very small uh, throughout the day. So my goal is 2000 words a day, which means I can get out, is that yours too? Yep. So at that rate, I mean, and usually I go over that like two to 3000 or mm-hmm. more, hopefully, with any luck. <laughs> On the some days where I just can't even get 1500 and I'm like, I freaking hate my life. And there are days where it's like a struggle to get to that 1500, right? Yeah. But, I found that the more I outline and the more I have, the more I have my direction and know yeah. where I'm going, the, the faster I'm able to get those words and the more motivated I am to get those words too. Yeah. And I mean, I think, okay, so for me, the, the one thing that I outline like to a T is my characters. Mm-hmm. Like they are the hairs on the head. They're that, like, that is like how I outline them. Cause I feel like once I can get a good grasp of what they like, what they are, who they are, then I can outline briefly. Like I can't outline like chapter one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way to the end of the book, but I can outline chapter one, five, seven, mm-hmm. ten, and like so forth and so on. And then I fill in the gaps as I go. Mm-hmm. And I want to be the person I wish, oh my God, these people who pants series and everything always lines up. I'm like, my brain literally melted trying to <laughs> fix my timeline and you're out here just winging it. Yeah. yeah. I literally want your brain. Give it to me because I, <laughs> my brain does not work like that. No, and that, another, well, I was going to say the, those beat, like the beat sheets and all those, yeah. those things are really helpful to me. So I know kind of the main parts of what I'm doing. And then when I start my document, I'll do like chapter by chapter and kind of just yeah. list out a few sentences or phrases about what's going to be in that chapter. Don't you love how you look at it? And if somebody else were to read your outline, they would be like, what in the hell are you writing? But when you read it, you're like, no, you don't understand. I think it'd be cool to give another writer that outline and be like, okay, you, you know. Decipher it. And let's see what story, you know, what you come up with based on the same notes. That would be insane. But people would literally think I was nuts. I mean, I have like two words and I know what the entire chapter is going to be. And like people that, uh, like, so my alphas and stuff, like like sounding board people that I bounce things off of, I will send them a piece of my outline. I'll be like, I have no idea what you two means. Like, what are you going to do here? I'm like, eh, you'll figure it out soon enough. Yeah, you'll see. Um, so, and another thing, and it's not on this document. However, do you get anxious when you're not writing? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, and when you have releases coming up, which you know this, mm-hmm. like sometimes you can't write because you have a lot of other responsibilities. And when you, like when someone says, you know, when you say you're an author, people are like, oh, you get to write all the time. Um, yeah, I'd probably write like 10% of the time. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's a business. And so now I'm doing all this other stuff that takes away from writing time, but that 
is equally important too. Yeah. Know? I literally, I, and I'm, I'm working on trying to get better at it. So I write full time now. And so, and like, since, since I, thank you. And since I was, a, since I was young, right. My dad has always instilled in me that like hard work is what gets you places. So I have either been playing sports or I have been working my whole life. And when, and there are days where I have to, where I, where I can't write and I've done everything else I need to do. And I genuinely cannot write. And I hate, I am so mad at myself. I get so angry because I'm like, God, you are being lazy. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're not being lazy, MJ. You just literally cannot write right now. And yeah. it's, I have a struggle with that and I'm trying to work on it. And I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only person that was. No, I have the same struggle. And there will be days where like I get my kids down and, you know, it's like at the end of the day, you're exhausted, but it's like, I gotta go. I haven't gotten my words in. I need to go back to the office and get my words in. Um, it's like but a then the, office. I have to go every back once to in a while. It's like, okay, I just, I gotta go to bed. <laughs> like every once For in real. a while. <laughs> yes. Like I cannot stare at the screen anymore. It's killing yeah. me. <laughs> so do you have any interesting quirks when you're writing? Like I wear the same hoodie, washed hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> washed hoodie every single time I start a book like that's the only thing I'll write in is that hoodie so do you have like a weird quirk like you only eat Twizzlers or drink the not really I mean I always have a coffee next to me um it's like the elixir of life it is and I you know we well like when I was pregnant I couldn't have caffeine so I would drink decaf Mm -hmm. um and then we try to like lay off the caffeine a little so we do half calf but then we brew a second pot that's all decaf and we drink it like I'm still drinking it now and (laughs) I just always have a cup of coffee and water I have coffee and water and then my like I guess my weird quirk is I can't write if someone's standing behind me oh no since my husband and I like he's been working from home and so we share an office and um you know like sometimes he'll just kind of like stand up from his desk it's on the other side of the room and kind of walk like by the door and kind of pause behind me on his phone or whatever and I'll just stop and turn around like what are you doing like I'm like leave me alone minimize minimize I can't write when you're behind me exactly and if my husband saw like the FBI and my husband if they saw (laughs) the stuff that I have that I look up that would be literally in it I'm not even joking I know. You think I'm kidding, Stevie, but I am not. Oh, I know you're not kidding. <laughs> it's, I feel I, I, so bad. My, one time in my reader group, I was doing like a, um, was this for research or real life? And I posted like my questions that I had Googled that day. <laughs> research or real life. I literally, it's insane. Like I have looked up piercing, like genital piercings. Like, like I know she's not lying. Know, I've read her book. Like, oh, Jesus. I, the things I've had to look up and I have to tell Fletch, which is what I call my husband. I have to tell him all the time that I'm like, listen, if you ever, if I die and you check my Facebook history yeah. or like my, 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 my like, safari, please know I'm not cheating on you right the characters it's it's funny you said that too because I have some cheating books and the first one I ever wrote um my husband used to read all my books before we had kids but now there's Mm -hmm. like not time but he would always be one of my beta readers and so my first cheating book conflicted he like came to me after he was done reading and he's like do I need to be concerned (laughs) (laughs) are you cheating on me are you cheating where did you get this from like, he, just have a really vivid imagination <laughs> he all the time all the time he's like are you cheating on me like jokingly and I'm like yes with whatever character I'm writing at the moment <laughs> two of them actually <laughs> female and male Ooh, if yeah. you want to get specific <laughs> so um so what is it that you like to do when you're not writing when you take a break um well 
I don't really take breaks. <laughs> She's got two kids. So Hashtag life. <laughs> I have a five-year-old and an 18-month, 19-month-old, five-year-old Aww, boy, one-year-old girl. Thank you. And um, so really it's like family time. It's either I'm writing or family time. So mm-hmm. I, at nighttime when they go to bed, we usually, my husband and I'll watch a show or something, but there's not really anything on right no now. No breaks. Netflix and, full speed. Yeah. So it's kind of just family time, I guess, would be my, when I'm taking a break. I would literally kids. smash my head. This is why I'm not having kids, Stevie. See, look. <laughs> I think that kids are fantastic. I eventually, I think I want to have children, just like not right now. And I feel like because I got, I am mar- married, everybody and their grandmother, yep. especially in the South, yep. they're like, then y'all <laughs> popping out children. I'm so like, we, we started dating when we were 18. Um, mm-hmm. And then we got married after seven years and we didn't have our first kid till 10 years after that. So <laughs> see, look, that's what I'm saying. And that works perfect. For people. Nice. So I had like my teaching career for 14 years and then I had my first baby and like retired from teaching and now I write full time and raise my kids. So it's like exactly. And that's fantastic. And see, I, I, that's how I want to be. And when I tell people, I'm like, nah, anytime soon, like, I like seven, eight years, something like that. And they're like, oh, but your, your, uh, your child clock is counting down. I was like, it can count down as long as it wants to. If I get mine's counting down right now. And I'm, if it gets to the point where I can't have children, then guess what? I can adopt. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, I genuinely, I just want to give myself time to really, like wait, like I know a lot of women have like this maternal instinct, like they know from the time that they are like 13, they want to be parents, right? I'm not that person. Yep. And <laughs> I just want to make sure that yep. I just want to make sure I want to have kids, like for sure, because it's a huge yeah. responsibility. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if you can ever be 100% sure. And then one day my husband and I were like, if we want to do this, we should probably get started. And so- God, I just, it makes me so, my hands are sweating thinking about it. It's genuinely sweating, but I would love to adopt no matter what, no matter how many kids I decide to have like legitimate, like not legitimately, but you know what I mean? Like with my own body, uh, I want to adopt one eventually. This is what we, what I get a lot of because people think because I'm from a big family, mm-hmm. that I will, I want a bunch you of You want a big family. Me yeah. too. Absolutely now, not. I'm the oldest of 19 ch- grandchildren. Yeah, I'm the oldest of three kids and the oldest of five grandkids on my dad's side. So the oldest of six, six. I have no children, and I'm perfectly okay right now. I have I have nieces and nephews, and I'm good. Stevie, my youngest sibling just is about to turn four. I'm okay for children. (laughs) My My dad is populating the earth right now. (laughs) My nephew is about to turn nine. It's literally insane. I'm the baby. No. My family. I have an older brother. That's it. <laughs> We're small. God, family. I have like six children. Six. Siblings. I'm the oldest of nineteen, and there's three grandchildren that were born in the same year. So me and my two cousins were both born in the same year, and we were all a few months apart. So cool. February for me, April for one, and then November for the other. Wow. And there it was the two, three oldest children that my grandmother had, and she had five girls. Ooh. Oh wow. And what was really funny is that my mom is a twin. My mom has a fraternal twin and her and her twin were both pregnant at the same time with me and my cousin. That's literally Uh, We are the same age. We're only two months apart. That's cool. So, so next question, moving on from children. All right. 
<laughs> what does your speaking of family though what does your family think about your writing like I know you said that your husband reads your work but like are they supportive your other outside families would you not let them read them because some people won't let them <laughs> read the book. No, well my husband is totally the best like he is so supportive and mm-hmm. he like he wants to one day work for Lisa Suzanne you know and so <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> he's is, he is awesome and I'm so lucky that and he's so just so supportive and amazing and um my parent my mom has read one of my books or some of my books um my family's not like they're not all big readers um so but she read a couple of um the earlier ones and I keep telling her like you gotta read a little like destiny and start that series but yeah when I very first started publishing I did a pen name Lisa Suzanne which is still creatively my first and middle name Um, yeah didn't want to use my last name because I was a teacher, a high school teacher, and I was afraid my students oh. books. So just imagine. Um, did so, they ever? I, no, they never did. Darn. But I was friends with like some of them friended me on Facebook when um like after they graduated, went on my real name Facebook. And they um like eventually I like came out as, you know, said who my name was and all that. And so they yeah. know now but they didn't know when, when they were my students. I it just was, need so a teacher. It's funny because Nikki Ash is a teacher. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want somebody to come on here. That one of her teacher, one of her students that she's, that she's run into, she told her that she is an author and the girl has since read the books, but she kept telling her when she had her as a teacher that she should be a writer. Yeah. Not, listen, so I, I need a teacher kind of a- writing. I had kind of a similar story. Um, it was my last year teaching or second to last year. And she was a real avid reader. She was a sophomore and she had Tijin's books on her Kindle and some yeah. other authors that were like in groups that I'm in. And I was like, oh gosh, she's getting close. Like she, she might Nail find. on the head, she might and find out. So like Tijin was one of her favorite authors. And so I was at um, a signing with her. And so I got a signed bookmark to bring back to her. And I, I hadn't told her anything. Like I didn't tell her I was an author or anything like that. Just went to this book signing. And yeah, and I gave it to her and she was like, where did you get this? And I like (laughs) finally told her, but I didn't tell her my pen name or anything, but um, I told her the story. So she thought that was cool. No, listen, I need a teacher to get on here and tell me a story about when they got like busted red-handed, like their student found out <laughs> and they were like, I have read all of your books and you're dirt. It's dirty. And I'm like, I just need, a- I need this to happen. I never had that. Although I will say too. So my principal, um, I was kind of friends with him like at one school and then he moved to another school. I ended up moving to that school with him a couple of years later, but he, so we uh, went to a happy hour one time when we weren't working together and I, we told him that I wrote books and stuff. And so like years later, he, it came up somehow. He thought that I wrote children's books and I was like, no, no, I was like, they want to cause people to have children, but they're no, 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 no. Oh, I love it when people say that. I love it when people like, okay, so expect, I live in a very small, well, I don't anymore, but my, I grew up in a very small town. And so I'm visiting my parents currently, my dad. And so when people ask me, like my dad is in revival at the moment, which is a church thing, if you're, you're aware. And so he, I went a few days ago with him 
because you wanted me to go and people are like oh what are you doing now and I'm like oh gosh I'm like I can't have this conversation with you right now in this building because it's not appropriate I was like I'm an author and they're like oh so you like what do you write and I'm like I don't want to talk about it I cannot (laughs) talk about it with you right now sports romance that's what I write so I'll tell you this like by the time you get to maybe like your 15th 20th book like Mm -hmm. you'll just start telling people like you'll be excited about it and I write erotica just kidding (laughs) (laughs) literally just scream I write dirty books (laughs) I picture Willow Winters walking into a church and somebody asking her what she writes well you gotta understand this is like the south is not something you want to read in church (laughs) <laughs> the south take like two things very serious and that's the sweet that's sweet tea and jesus mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah and most of these people have known me since i was in diapers so i, I genuinely could not look them in the eye and be like <laughs> no can't talk to you about this sorry all right so stevie moving on to reading questions do you want me to take that portion or would you like to take that portion ma'am i can do it. okay go ahead what is the first book that you ever read that made you cry you know, I saw this question ahead of time, and I, I don't know, like, the first one that ever made me cry. I, I'm not, like, super emotional reader, but, like, sometimes, you know, you get one, and it's like, whoa. So, I don't, I don't know. What's I, the last one you can remember? It made me cry? I don't know. Listen, you're telling me right now you haven't read Five Feet Apart? No. You haven't read John Green's, uh... The Fault in Our Stars? The Fault in Our Stars? No. Looking for Alaska? lady <laughs> no wonder you haven't cried you haven't been reading the right books oh, well and I don't seek out books that are gonna make me cry like oh I, yeah, I do you know I like rom-coms I like and I like cheating books I like um, love triangles but it's more like the angst and getting involved that way you know what I mean but so I, I know I've cried at books but like I can't think of one off the top of my head that's made me cry I genuinely am just like, send me book recommendations that make me cry. Thanks. I love to cry in books. I don't know what it is about it. I, me either. It's very really therapeutic. There are books that I've cried while I was writing them. Okay, so what's the book that you cried the hardest when you were writing? Gosh. I think it's like when I get in the, um, the like my final read through. And I feel like if I get to the end and it still makes me cry, even though I've read it, you know, 600 times by that point. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this this feels good and I I probably I probably the last one I wrote which well and I still haven't done my final read through of um the Vegas Aces series I'm going through that now um but I think no commitment I know I cried at the end which was my December that one too. oh no that's the first capital and one yeah I cried at the end of that one so, I just finished yeah. this the other day and it made me cry that's me <laughs> I hope it makes you cry. I will make anybody cry. I tried. Um, so next reading question, Stevie. What are some of your favorite author stories? Um, let's see. I don't know. There's so many good ones. I, I always say Jessica Hawkins is one of my- oh, I love friends. her. I love her, yeah. And she's got cheating books, so it's like my catnip. And then, uh, <laughs> uh, who else? Well, S.C. Stevens, you know. No, I, I love her, too. Um, Sierra Simone. Never read her. Gosh, you have to read her. Have you read her, Stevie? Yes. Yeah. I've never read her. Good. See, I'm just out the loop. Yeah. So there's a few. I'm the blogger <laughs> side. I read a lot of people. Yeah. So I, 
I read a lot of Lisa Suzanne because <laughs> 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 like, I'm, I'm always editing. And so I, someone like, there's so many books I want to read. And as an author, like you get arcs and stuff from other authors and I always try so hard to read them, but then it's like, I, well, now I have to, you know, do my final read through of my own book. So now I can't yeah. I have to put this one down or, you know, I'm reading good night moon again to my 19 month old or Ninjago city. <laughs> year old. So it's, you know, those are the kinds of books I read now, but I, you know, I try to get in a few of my own too, but it's tough. I swear art is the best thing ever created. You're welcome. <laughs> I do enjoy reading the arcs before they come out. Like we got me and MJ got to read smoke and mirrors by michelle b if you like mafia romance she does like this new she just released it it's really good so if you read that book as beta readers before it even went to her editor yeah and it was it had us sobbing was it i don't know if it was mafia i can't remember but monsters in the dark by jm dow i love that book yes right okay i don't know why that one just came to me when you were talking about those yes listen so yeah everybody on this podcast likes well, I mean, you like sports, right? You like rom-com. So I don't want to say everybody as in a generalization, but most people like, like light romance, like with a little dash of angst. And I'm like, oh, I want somebody to kill somebody. <laughs> Jesus. So me and Stevie like even each other out really well. Cause Stevie's like, yay, secret pregnancy and like secret baby and fluff. Oh, no, and I'm story. like, I'm like, I need somebody to like murder somebody in cold blood. And then, like, she falls in love with like, the person who murdered her dad. Like, I am not right in the head. So it's fine. <laughs> and there are, and yeah, I know that that's like, oh, God, that's like insane. And I'm like, oh, no, there are books just like that. I promise. Yeah, I've read there, them. Yeah, there's tons of books. So if you ever need a dark romance recommendation, I'm the gal. <laughs> Good to know. I'm the other half of it. <laughs> I might right. be because I like those too. I mean, you know, like, I got to mix it up. Honestly, I, I recommend this to everybody. Like, it's like my favorite go-to dark romance because I feel like if you can take this series, then be Devil's Night again. You're good. It's Devil's Night by Penelope Douglas. <laughs> she. It's it's four books and it's uh, spans. It's a standalones within a series, so it's different okay. couples each time, and it is it is the most amazing books ever. Like, I love them with my whole like whole heart, and that's like the. That's the first recommendation for dark romance that I feel like is a general baseline for everybody. Like if you can handle that dark romance, then you can either go up or down. Like that yeah. is like, that's your baseline. That's where you Have can you read um, Bing by E.K. Blair? By what, huh? Bing by E.K. Blair. Nope, but I'm going to add it right now to my TV. Really? Watch this. Is it dark? Yeah. Oh, yay. I, oh, I, I was trying to think of who said something. C.L. Matthews. She's like, how dark do you want it? Listen, me... <laughs> Me and, and, and like, uh, CL Matthews got the same reading tapes. I know that our TBR looks the exact same. All right, next reading question. As I add this um, to my are TBR. You an, are you an e-reader or a physical copy? Um, my physical copies are on the bookshelf. I'm an e-reader. Well, I'm on my, I read on my phone. Because then you can kind of, like, pick it up anywhere. You know, you always have your phone. So. Mm-hmm. I'm the same because I own all these, and most of them I have on my Kindle app, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just buy things. I usually read on the ebook depending on what the genre is, but if I like the cover, I won't even read the book. I'll just buy the cover. I love yeah. good covers. So too. amazing. And I've gone to a bunch of author signings now too, and so my goal at each one is to get at least one new signed book from somebody. So 
I've had I have like a nice little collection of signed books from author friends and ones that that. I love and need to have on my shelf (laughs) I like to give a shout out to Alexis Winters because that girl literally sent me a copy of my favorite book signed by her and then I get the package in the mail and it's the whole series wow that's so cool literally sent me the entire series because she knows I'm obsessed with the series (laughs) but there's one book in particular that I love and I get this package and it's a full box and I'm opening it and I'm like what why is this so heavy and I rip it open and here comes all five books coming out of the box that's awesome they're all signed by her cool um what is your absolute favorite trope to read I can guess this cheating Cheating. Yes. <laughs> Love it. All the cheating books. I mean, um, I Stevens did write a cheating one. Thoughtless was a cheating triangle. Yep. Um, if you like cheating, okay, so I'm trying to, listen, I recommend this person all the time too. Like, I know she listens to this podcast and she hears it. And like, every time I say her name, she's like, God, you say my name so much. And I'm like, I'm just pimping your books. Okay. <laughs> However, Saffron Kent is so good. So okay. good at forbidden romance. Um, I don't think she has one that's like blatantly cheating, but she teeters the line very, very closely. I mean, she's got a doctor. Oh yeah, we got a psychiatrist patient, patient, a psychiatrist and a patient. Doesn't she have a teacher too? Teacher, student. But I think my favorite one, and I think that one that you would like the most is My Darling Arrow, and it is her older sister's boyfriend. Oh, nice. So it is literally the most amazing thing I've ever read in my entire Wait, life. Wait, do you, do you like cheating books too? You like cheating Oh, absolutely. Books? Okay, you have to read my little like Destiny series because it's, okay. um, so I'll just give you a little bit of background on it. It's, um, so this girl goes to the concert, her favorite band, Vale, right? Um, yeah. Gets backstage after the show. The lead singer is like, hey, come back to my place with me. <laughs> okay, so they have their little one night stand and then she like darts out in the morning. She's like mm-hmm. embarrassed and thinks he doesn't want anything to do with her. So on her way out, she runs into this guy and anyway, they kind of start dating while you find out midway through the book when he takes her back to his place and it's the same place where she went for the one night stand. But it's oh no. So yeah, you gotta, you have to read it. So love triangle. Oh my gosh. I'm going to ask All you a question after this podcast ends. So I don't spoil anything, but I'm going to ask you a question at the podcast ends <laughs> about that. Um, but yeah, Saffron Can is really good at like the forbidden romance. Like she even has one where it's like your best best friend's father. And so like it's she teeters a very, very hard line and it is so well done. And her female characters are so opposite of me that I'm literally in love with them. Like I don't know who I'm more in love with if it's the female or the male characters, because I love them both so much. Okay, like, now you get the book, so you're, yeah, you're doing good at pimping her out. <laughs> I literally, I'm not even joking. I literally have, like, bi panic moments when I read her books. I'm like, God, I don't know Salem or Arrow. Salem or Arrow, it's so bad. All right. What, what's your last five-star read? Oh, gosh. Um, home game? <laughs> <laughs> Last we just picked my own book. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to just even think back to the last book. I read the whole thing. You know what I mean? Because like I yeah. said, I get interrupted by having to edit my own books. And so it's been a while since I've finished something. That's a tough one. You can, I'm looking at my Kindle app right now to see. <laughs> the Listen, last if you, literally you can come back to it. Your last, last five-star read better be mine. <laughs> 
Well, yours is one of them, obviously, because that was the last one that made me cry, but I'm going to, I'll show the one that comes out tomorrow that I'm most excited for that was my last five star that I just reviewed. And that is Corinne Michaels. Upside down. There it is. No, it's not. Return to Us. It's her, um, her new Willow Creek series. Hands down, one of the best books I've ever read by her. Oh, you know what? I did an audio book, and that's why I'm not remembering, because I, like, never do audio. Um, it was Wildcat by Max Monroe. Oh, I love them. Yeah, yeah. I, I followed them on um, TikTok. Locations. They're getting a little popular on TikTok. So I, I just... Um, <laughs> it's a move locations, don't TikTok. mind me. And TikTok's like... <laughs> I don't, I'm old. I don't understand. And so like, I'm really trying, but like I signed up for it the other day and I posted a video. So I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> My God, I'm going to go follow you. I, yeah, I love TikTok. We have the podcast one. Like I, I literally have been making videos with books that I already have. I love TikTok. That I have on my. It has inspired so many books. It's insane. But there's also plenty of videos of MJ staging. <laughs> there's not enough sage in the world for this shit <laughs> so all right so moving on to trope questions which is uh, our what favorite is, part oh yeah it's like my favorite part so what is your favorite trope to write and why cheating books <laughs> okay all right <laughs> real simple with it I read it i write it um i don't there's something about just that the writing the angst you know what i mean in a love triangle especially because i mean if, it, if it's a cheating book it's probably a love triangle um not always I guess but uh mine mine usually are so it's just something about that crossing the line and you know trying to redeem back from that yeah uh, when they do cross the line that I just love that pull and that angst of that if it gets real loud my family just got back from church (laughs) (laughs) um so I'm so glad not that I'm so glad that we're in this podcast I'm just so glad that my family's not gonna be able to embarrass me for much longer um so what's okay go ahead you ask the next question because I asked the one, one trope you would eventually like to write um I don't you know after 30 books I've I've done a lot of them um so my my last one I really wanted to try was Secret Baby and so I did that with no commitment um I, I don't know I'm that's a tough question. And sports romance was another one. So that's why here, I'll just shameless plug again um, that I have a sports romance. Shamelessly like, hello. March 4th, you know, home game. Yeah. And actually books one and two released the same day. So home game and long game are both coming out. Oh yeah, uh, I love that. So um, I don't know. And every, I feel like every time I'm struck with like uh, a new trope that I want to try or something I want to try, I just do it. So, you know, like that's, screw it watch this i like that because some people are afraid to delve into stuff that they haven't done before yeah i mean like Alexis Winters, i will say she's like her and nikki ash are queens at secret babies yeah they they are the queens of surprise babies and secret babies so i don't know what 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 tropes they would try to delve into next as long as it's like as long as it's in my lane i'll try anything but uh not no fluff I cannot there's no way I could write a happy book there's no way I'm telling you one day you're going to write a book that has a surprise baby in it yeah but it's going to be like bad I don't I don't know no it's not happening I'm not doing it well it's funny because my first I don't know like my first 10 13 14 books didn't have kids in them at all really and then my first one 
that I had a kid and now all my books have kids in them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, what is, go ahead. It's, is it Harper Sloan? I don't know. Her, um, she wrote a, she wrote a series of former military security people, corpse security is what it was called. And all the babies were in there. And then she ended up coming back and doing the next gen. Yeah. With all these kids getting together with each other. Oh, Jesus. And there's like 15 kids in this book. I love it. Okay. So what is one trope you would never write ever? Oh, never, ever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, like, I well, I can't say never, ever, because I, I always say never, say never. So, I don't know. But I, I feel like uh, I probably wouldn't do paranormal. Um, only God, because, why does everybody got, uh, everybody says no, paranormal. I love paranormal. I, yeah, and I love reading it. And But I just feel like the type of world building and, you know what I mean? Like the... Yeah. Uh, like the powers or whatever you want to call them. Like it's I just really feel, difficult. yeah, I'm not as familiar with them and it's not my passion necessarily. Um, but in not just another romance novel, one of the, <laughs> one of the like friends is kind of an airhead and she's like, we well, have to date a werewolf. And they're like, oh my God. Yes. That's me. <laughs> that's me. I love that. I love that with my whole heart. So, All right. So, so my little foray into paranormal. Stevie. Oh my God. My dad. <laughs> Okay, okay, Dad. So, <laughs> Stevie, you can take the last question before my parents do anything else to embarrass me. Gosh. If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story? Don't say cheating. I'm not, I know cheating. It's not, that <laughs> yeah, not cheating. Dad, get out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dad. Dad, no, please. Oh, Jesus. Don't pause me. <laughs> Oh, hey, did she ever shut up? Dad, this is Dad. Okay, this is my podcast that we're currently on right now. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Okay, for those people who obviously are not going to be able to see this because we don't do visuals, my dad just obviously made an appearance. I also want to make people very known that I do not live with my parents. I am visiting. <laughs> they just happen to be there. All right, so, Stevie, go ahead. Well, we were at no... That the oh. story would not be cheating. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say cheating. I love how when people are like, oh, my God, I love writing this trope. I love writing this trope. And I'm like, I bet that's not the trope you'd want for your book, that's though. That's what Vicky Ash said about secret pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. So, wait, what was your answer? What did you I say? I think it's just probably just a rom-com of some kind, um, sports romance, so we could be around all these hot football Guys, right? Uh, and it's, it's funny that I met a reader one time at a signing, and she had just read my first cheating book which was conflicted and she's like you're just so nice you don't seem like the type of girl who would write a cheating book (laughs) 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 yeah I don't want it to be my life I just but it is really something that I enjoy writing I think mine would probably be enemies to lovers I'm always I love that yeah I love enemies to lovers I think I would be in rockstar romance or an enemies to lovers maybe even a billionaire how about a mixture a mixture of rockstar romance and enemies to lover I'm gonna go with rockstar romance romance yeah star romance for sure. All right. So I usually, this is the end of the podcast for us. I usually leave this portion open for the author to talk about new upcoming releases or some sales that you want to do, something of that. Well, I don't know if I've mentioned I have a book coming out <laughs> March 4th. Um, it's called Home Game, and it's uh, the first book in the Vegas Aces series. And um, I'll just tell you a little quick something about it. 
There's more family members in the background of his house. <laughs> I'm muting Funny. him. Um, but so this is, um, it's a five book series and it's about this girl, Ellie, who gets dumped and fired in the same day. And then she's, her brother's like, Hey, why don't you just move to Vegas? Cause he lives in Vegas, plays for the fictional Vegas Aces football team. Um, and so he's like, just move here. I got a buddy you can stay with. It's all good. So she, um, I want to stay with this buddy. Right. <laughs> so she, uh, goes for, he's getting married to her best friend. And so she's going out for the bachelorette party and the wedding weekend and stuff. And so um, while she's at the bachelorette party, it comes out that she's the only one who's never had a one night stand. So it becomes all the bachelorette's mission to get her this one night stand. So she bumps into a hot guy at the bar, they get to talking, uh, they have their one night stand, super steamy, good time. Uh, Then the next day she goes to the rehearsal dinner and the best man turns around and sure enough. I'm so excited for this. I love, I love when I stand shockers like that, where it's like, oh, never going to see each other again. And like you show up to your best friend's wedding and he's the best man. And you're like, God, I hate my life. I literally just read one that was like, they had this one night stand and she got pregnant and then the one night Sam moves into the house across the street. Oh, four <laughs> well, years later. The other part of it is he happens to be the buddy that she's going to get to live with. I knew it. I knew it in my head. I was like, I bet it is. I think my favorite, I think it's an underrated, I don't think there's enough tr- like ones like specifically like this, but I love like the way it works is when like the best man is in love with the girl that's getting married. And it's oh, like yeah. his best friend. That's my favorite. I love that trope well, so I've much. Read, oh, there is a good book that is um very similar to that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look up the title. The guy's in a band. I think he's a country music singer. It's the band. They the dated bands. when they were in high school, and she was accused of sleeping with a teacher. Which oh shoot, I think it ends up coming out that she did sleep with him, but she didn't know he was married. I would just own that shit. I don't but even care. the best man in the wedding was in love with this guy or with this girl with the girl and then said that his ex-wife comes up next to him goes let me guess you didn't tell her oh shit and she was already married all right well uh thank you so much lisa suzanne for joining us on the podcast and ignoring my crazy ass (laughs) family that but this has been so much fun and it's been such a joy talking to you you too thank you